Okay, now that my ramen is going, let's talk about sex, baby. Christina, and this is Freak in the Tweets, a podcast about sex. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about sex, but specifically the word sex and the stigma surrounding it. Um, If you listened to the very first episode of this season, you know that I recently had someone report my podcast to HR at my work. Um, I do work at undisclosed location, but if you know me, you know that I work with minors. So, um, there was understandably some concern because there was some misinformation about what this podcast is. Obviously, I'm not talking to my students or anyone at work about my podcast because it's unrelated to that job. Um, also, side note and exciting thing, I gave notice at my job last week because I got cast in a world premiere musical called Poop the Musical. Yes, you heard that right. Poop. P-O-O-P. The musical. And it's based on the book Everyone Poops. And I get to play the goddess of the toilet, among others. Um, I'm very excited. So stay tuned for information about that on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook website. Um, You can go to ChristinaMarieMcCann.com to find out information about that. Um, anyway, um, obviously this podcast is for funsies. I'm very passionate about talking about sex and gender and being part of the queer community, and, um, that's what this is all about. To me, sex is not just the act of sex. To me, sex, and I'm recording this on International Women's Day, so I think it's very fitting. To me, sex is what I am assigned at birth, what you assume my gender to be based on my anatomy and secondary sex characteristics. Um, I am not a woman, although I grew up thinking that I was one because I didn't have the language to express any different. Um, It doesn't mean I don't like women doesn't mean I think people who consciously choose to be women, whether they're assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth, know their intersex from a young age, whatever, what have you. Um, I love women. I support women. I would not be who I am today without the women in my life and without um, organizations like Girl Scouts um, that empowered me to be a leader and um, just learn so many essential life skills. Um, But yeah, let's talk about sex. I'm assigned female at birth, so naturally um, I grew up as a girl. I spent many years thinking I was a woman. Um, 
And then in 2020, the year of the beginning of the revolution or continuation of the revolution, depending on how you look at it, um, I started reevaluating my identity. I had time in quarantine to think and really deep dive into who I am. And I think a lot of people did this. This is not weird or new. Um, you're probably not surprised. I overanalyze everything. <laughs> so um, I actually have um, a former classmate who published a guide about the gender binary and how the stereotypes of the gender binary are hurtful to men and women and non-binary people and people who identify as none of those things. Um, excuse me. I just burped. <clears throat> Shrek would be proud. Okay. Um, yeah. So I read this guide that this former classmate of mine wrote. Um, and when I say I read it, I mean, I read it. I clicked all the hyperlinks. I clicked all the videos. I watched them all. This guide is like 20 pages long and then linked to articles and books and accounts on Instagram and YouTube channels, etc., etc. And then I called them and talked to them for two hours about how ever since I knew about being non-binary years before, I thought I wanted to be non-binary. And they told me, Christina... Something that I realized is that if you want to be non-binary, you are non-binary. And that just blew my freaking mind, okay? Like, I didn't know that I could self-select, that I had the autonomy to define my gender in that way. I didn't realize because I had no desire to have any surgeries or hormone replacement therapy, or even necessarily change the way I dressed, because I've always kind of dressed in a little bit more traditionally femme way, although, like, I feel like I dress more in a more queer way. Like, even though you, you can't, like, tell that people are gay by looking at them, you can tell some people are gay by looking at them, because, like, it is an aesthetic, okay? Like, it is the, the, the aesthetic. Oh, my ramen is done. Hold on. <laughs> I love ramen. I'm eating chicken ramen. What is your favorite kind of ramen? Please let me know. Where's a fork? Oh, I changed where my forks are. That was silly. I usually use chopsticks, but those are upstairs, and I'm downstairs, and I don't feel like getting them. Oh, they're perfect. Okay, who hot taking this out. Thank you for humoring me and going along with me as I add my spice sticks to my noodles. You didn't know you were getting ASMR and a mukbang, did you? Just kidding, this is not that, but pause for food because eating is important, especially when it is your late night snack and you're stressed about the mask mandate being lifted at work tomorrow slash today because it's after midnight. Alrighty. 
Got my ramen. I'm gonna let that cool off a little bit. I'm gonna keep talking. Here at Freakin' the Tweets, we believe in good vibes only. <laughs> no, not that toxic positivity bullshit. I mean good vibrators only. We love gender-affirming sex toys and paraphernalia here at Freakin' the Tweets. So you can head over to at shopnb, that's at S-H-O-P-E-N-B-Y on Instagram or Twitter or shopnb.com to get 10% off by using the code LILYHOPE at checkout. That's L-I-L-Y-H-O-P-E. Don't ask me why that's the code. And enjoy your 10% off with your pleasure-filled toys. Just kidding. I mean, I did keep talking, but the audio got messed up because it was hitting a zipper on my shirt. So, the microphone was. So, uh, yeah, good job, Christina. That's what happens when you use uh, headphones to record a podcast. Cool. So, basically, um, too long, didn't listen or forgot what I was talking about, um, I talked to this former classmate from high school and and um, they told me that it sounded like I was non-binary, basically. Um, and, and one thing they did tell me was if I decide to come out as non-binary, I'm going to be coming out every day for the rest of my life because we live in a binary world. And... Um, I had to sit with that. I didn't sit with it for very long before I started um, changing my pronouns on Twitter and then Instagram and then telling my mom and then telling my grandparents and then emailing 60 plus family members. I have a really big family that I'm non-binary because once I set my mind to something, I'm kind of like a jump and fall type of person. I didn't really, I just wanted to rip the bandaid off. I didn't want to keep coming out to the people who I interact with on a daily basis or a frequent basis. Um, and I only got like four or five responses from that email to my family. I don't really know what I was expecting, but I, I just, I needed them to know. Um, and I needed them to know then. So I sent them an email. I told them my pronouns. I told them how I define my gender, um, and I told them, here's this guide that my friend Andy made, I'll link it, um, in the show notes of, of this episode, about, um, pronouns, and then here's this guide that, that Caden made about the gender binary, and, um, please look at these before asking me questions, because, uh, it's a lot of labor. Um, so, that was 2020. Now it's 2022. And I am the only out trans staff member at my day job. I have many non-binary kids that I work with. Non-binary and trans and agender. And also kids who use non-binary pronouns who still identify themselves within the gender binary and and I have kids who use no pronouns like that's great um I actually 
have had to talk to several coworkers about using gendered language when referring to the group, like ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And that's something that I used to do too when I started teaching um, theater. And I used to call my little like six-year-old munchkins miss and mister their name and uh it's not something I ever thought about because they didn't they didn't tell me they were trans I did have trans students but they were usually binary trans students I've had in more recent years some non-binary students but they're fine with miss or mister um and they're even sometimes okay with ladies and gentlemen, but even then, like, why not just use gender-neutral language to refer to the group and include everyone? Folks. Everyone. Distinguished guests. Comrades. Friends. Romans. Countrymen. You know, like, it's not that hard. Um, I guess countrymen is gendered, though, so just a joke um but it's really not difficult to shift the language um it took me a lot of practice but just get yourself an accountability partner tell your best friend or your partner or sibling like hey I'm trying to work on this can you call me out if I mess up Instead of, like, calling somebody girl or saying, hey, guys, when you're referring to a group of multiple genders. And regardless of if people are comfortable with that or not. Because, like, I'm not a guy. I'm not a man. But I'm fine being called a guy. It's more the principle of I'm trying not to use guys to refer to a group of mixed gender people. Because sometimes people are not cool with that. Even guys are not cool with that you know like it's all about just respecting who people are how they want to be perceived um and obviously they can't control everything but I can do my part to respect their identity um and having this podcast and introducing myself with my pronouns hi I'm Christina I use they she pronouns how about you or um, telling them what that means. Like, you can say, Christina is my teacher. They are really nice. She has pink hair. You can use either of them. You can use they, them pronouns for me. You can alternate. You know, telling people that and normalizing it is so crucial to making being non-binary and transgender less alternative or strange or abnormal, right? I actually had someone tell me recently, or a few people tell me recently, that I was imposing my views on them by asking to use gender-neutral language in the classroom when referring to a, a, a whole class. And that may be so, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I impose views on my students when I teach them the curriculum that's assigned by the school system, right? Like, 
there's no way to exist without bias and I think my bias is correct so um it's not even just a transgender thing it's just a be more inclusive to people thing because some of my kids don't like being called kids or my students don't like being called kids or boys and girls like they're like I'm not a boy I'm a teenager you know it's just easier if you say hey everyone we're gonna go to this page in the textbook right um and so asking and normalizing the use of of any pronouns and showing that like no I'm not gonna assume what your pronouns or your gender identity are based on how you look because that's not always correct and I don't want to make a fool of myself I don't want to embarrass you or make you feel uncomfortable so I'm gonna ask and if you don't feel comfortable telling me that's okay right so I often ask my students um like if I'm meeting them for the first time or I'm making a new seating chart like hi I'm I'm Mix McCann I use they them and she her pronouns what's your name and if you feel comfortable, um, do you use pronouns? What pronouns do you use? And I had someone tell me recently that asking is introducing a power dynamic and, or is creating pressure from the teacher-student power dynamic. And to that I say, no, (laughs) I disagree. Because if I ask someone their name, that's not ask like that's not pressuring them to tell me their name. They don't have to tell me their name. Yes, people are young. They might feel pressured to answer because I'm older. But I'd like to think that I am a pretty accepting and sensitive person, especially when it comes to this. So, I'm going to approach this in a sensitive way. And I have had students come to me and say, Mix McCann, can I talk to you in the hall about this? And they come out to me, right? And I don't tell anyone. I'm just a person they come out to. And that's totally fine. And um, I- I'm just grateful that I'm able to be that person for them. I am going to kind of miss it not uh, working there anymore. But uh, for the time that I have been working at my day job I am very grateful um so yeah that's that's that on that and now I'm gonna talk definitions the definitions provided here are not intended to label but rather to assist in understanding transgender and gender non-conforming people People may or may not use these terms to describe themselves. This is directly taken from the Gender Identity Guide at my work, which is a lovely resource. I'm going to read it verbatim. Agender. Without gender. Also non-gendered or genderless. Cisgender. A person whose gender identity and gender expression align with the person's sex assigned at birth. Or a person who is not transgender or gender non-conforming. Gender expression, the manner with which a person represents or expresses gender to others, often through behavior, clothing, 
hairstyles, activities, voice, speech and word choices, or mannerisms. Gender fluid. A person whose gender identity or gender expression is not fixed and shifts over time depending on the situation. Gender identity. A person's deeply held internalized sense or psychological knowledge of the person's own gender. One's gender identity may be the same as or different from that sex assigned at birth. Most people have a gender identity that matches their sex assigned at birth. For some, however, their gender identity is different from their sex assigned at birth. All people have gender identity, not just persons who are transgender or gender nonconforming people. For the purposes of this guidance, gender identity is that which is consistently asserted. Gender nonconforming, a term for individuals whose gender expression differs from conventional or stereotypical expectations, such as, air quotes, feminine boys, quote, masculine girls, and those whose gender expression may be androgynous. This includes people who identify outside traditional gender categories or identify as two or more genders. Other terms that can have similar meanings include gender diverse or gender expansive. Intersex, a range of conditions, I don't really like that word, associated, that was me, Christina, commenting, associated with the developmental, uh, the development of physical sex characteristics that do not fit the typical definition of male or female. LGBTQ, an acronym for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning community. This acronym is often written as LGBTQ+, in an effort to be more inclusive. It is also stated as LGBTQA, to include people who are asexual, or LGBTQI, with the I representing intersex, or LGBTQIA to represent all of the above. Non-binary, a person who does not identify solely or at all as either male or female. Some non-binary people are also transgender. This non-binary person is assigned female at birth, still identifies with the word female, but doesn't like being defined by sex, and is non-binary. Not a woman, not a man. Sex assigned at birth. The sex designation recorded on an infant's birth certificate should such a record be provided at birth. Sexual orientation. Describes a person's emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to other people. Some examples of sexual orientation are gay, lesbian, bisexual, asexual, or pansexual. Also, straight. Transgender. An adjective describing a person whose gender identity or expression is different from that traditionally associated with the person's sex assigned at birth. Other trans... Other terms that can have similar meanings are transsexual and trans. Transition, the process by which a person decides to live as the gender with which the person identifies, rather than the gender assigned at birth. In order to openly express their gender identity to other people, transgender people may take a variety of steps, e.g. using a nickname or legally changing their names and or sex designation on legal documents, choosing clothes and hairstyles that represent their gender identity, and generally living and presenting themselves to others consistently with their gender identity. 
Some, but not all, transgender people take hormones or undergo surgical procedures to change their bodies to align with their gender identity. Although transitioning includes the public representation of one's gender expression, transitioning is a personal process, and individuals transitioning have the right to privacy. X marker. A gender marker option for a person who does not identify within the binary categories of M for male or F for female. Those are the definitions provided in the gender identity guide at my work, and I quite like them. I think the team that worked on it did a wonderful job of really defining things in a straightforward way. Obviously, everyone is going to have their own definitions and personal understanding of these words, um, such as somebody who identifies as pansexual and says they're attracted to all genders, or someone who identifies more with the term bisexual and says they are attracted to both, two or more, or all genders as well, even though they say they're bisexual and not pansexual, because that's totally valid. People have the right to define themselves the way they want to be defined or identified, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I hope this episode wasn't too boring. I had fun talking about it. Um, I'd love to have somebody else, maybe the person who, or a person who worked on this guide, um, for the school system would come and talk to me, um, I think that would be really, really cool. Let me know what you think, um, or if you have any other ideas, want to hear more about this, I would love to know. And again, please comment and answer the question of the week. What's your favorite kind of ramen? All right. Take care. Bye. your mukbang and a ASMR.